0: Hello, my name is Govind, and welcome to Sports Talk with G. I'm a psychiatrist by profession, but an avid sports fanatic by passion, and I'm starting this channel just to have some fun and to talk some sports. I'm an avid San Francisco 49ers fan, UCLA Bruins basketball and football, Sacramento Kings, golf, tennis, Formula One, pretty much all sports I really enjoy watching. Uh, Hopefully, my goal is to have two episodes a week posting Um, hopefully on Thursdays and Mondays uh, as a schedule and I hope to follow a similar format each episode with an intro topic of my choice and then five hot topics of the time to do quick takes on and then hopefully over time get some guests on the show some of my friends who are also huge sports fans just chat about sports um, and see what's going on so I hope everybody enjoys if you like this please like subscribe share uh, this will be available both as a video on YouTube and also as a podcast in all the podcast platforms under Game Time with Govan. So, yeah, with that, let's just get right into it. So, my passion is the San Francisco 49ers. Diehard fan. Watch every game, every play. Follow all the Twitter. Watch all the YouTubers. Listen to all the podcasts and everything. I love the 49ers. This year has been awesome. Little three week low, but we're over that back to dominating. Um, The team has just been so much fun to watch, and we got to start with Brock Purdy. I can't believe there are still people who hate on Brock Purdy, last pick in the draft, and it seems like people hold that against him still. In my opinion, makes it everything he's doing way more impressive. Brock is just a legit quarterback, he throws with such incredible anticipation. If you watch the QB school with JT O'Sullivan, Chase Daniel, anybody who does the breakdowns, that's the one thing they highlight more than anything. When he is throwing, receivers aren't out of their break. He's throwing to a spot, and he is trusting his receivers to get there, and he's trusting his arm talent to get the ball there at the right spot in the right time. And he is just crushing it. Especially with these over the middle passes to Ayuk. They just go for like 20 yards every time. The guy is unflappable. He throws a couple picks. He had three bad games. Even then, like the Browns game, they should have won if Moody could kick a field goal, but I don't want to talk about Moody too much. Um, And then he got concussed, still had remnant effects of that. I don't know. He's back. Brock is back to dominating. He's playing so well. And another thing is people keep talking like the 49ers have some great offensive line. They have Trent Williams, who's obviously amazing. Aaron Banks is probably above average as a guard. But the other three on the offensive line are not good. Uh, Brendel is an average starter at best. Burford has been awful. And McKivitz can barely block anybody for more than a couple seconds. He's basically McGlinchey, but way cheaper. Um, I don't get why people think the 49ers have some great offensive line. They are not impressive. McCaffrey makes them look better than they are in the run game. Or they just run behind Trent Williams. It kind of fell apart without Williams. He's back. Plug some of those holes in the offensive line. But that right side, it's scary. And Brock is just even despite a ton of pressure there's some throws he's making with people at his feet almost hitting him that one pass a couple weeks ago to Kittle where he's just like basically getting hit and he's throwing this looping down the sideline bomb just unbelievable and I've also noticed Brock kind of is holding the ball longer trying to get bigger plays and just kind of hope the offensive line holds up and he doesn't get hurt I mean but as long as Brock's out there I never have to think about Jimmy G playing quarterback again that guy was so overrated. He missed so many easy throws. He would throw receivers hospital balls all the time over the middle. You knew it was going to be high from Jimmy. One of the things people like to point out is that Kyle is the amazing play caller and people are running open. Yeah, they were also running wide open when Jimmy G was quarterback, but he would either not throw it or when he would throw it, he'd throw it like 20 yards open, 20 yards uh, over their head or something ridiculous jimmy g just never hit these guys so the 49ers have always had guys running wide ass open uh shout out to haberman shout out to haberman from uh the haberman and Middlecoff uh, podcast one of my favorite you should, i'm sure everybody's listening to them but there's always guys running wide ass open in kyle shannon's offense you need a quarterback to get them the ball jimmy g wasn't doing it all these other guys under Shannon, bethard mullins all these guys suck brock is legit And he's awesome. Next thing about the 49ers I want to touch on, the defense. The year didn't start great for the defense. The defensive line kind of looked like trash. Bosa looked tiny um, coming out of his holdout, uh, going up against offensive linemen. People kept saying double team, sure. But he was often going up against the right tackle, doing nothing, getting pushed back, looking just small. Um, They traded for Andy Gregory. Eh. He's okay. He's not that good. But, man, this Chase Young trade has transformed the defense. Chase Young is a legit pass rusher. Teams have to focus on him, pay attention to him. You can't just leave Chase Young alone um, to guard everyone else. So since Chase Young's been inserted, armstead has been eating. Hargrave's been eating. Bosa has finally come alive. And Young playing great. He didn't play as much last week, but he's been playing awesome. That was another in-season trade that Lynch has made. Um... That has just been awesome. Emmanuel Sanders' trade was amazing. Smaller deals, even like Omenahu a couple years ago was awesome. Um, Obviously, Christian McCaffrey in a trade that a lot of people were hating on. Uh, I mean, draft picks with the Niners, every time they draft in the third round, they draft some scrub running back anyway, so who cares? Um, This year, they drafted Latu, who's on the IR, and they drafted Moody in the third round. Like They do not know how to draft in the third round. Maybe Amber Thomas is finally panning out, but... I'm just thinking about Ty Davis-Price, um, Trey Sermon. All these guys they take in the third round, just terrible. They're great, fifth, sixth, seventh rounds, sometimes fourth. Not too good in the first, second, or third rounds, other than some, obviously, Ayuk, Bosa, Debo. Um, but that CMC trade, amazing. And then a third-round third, young, third round supplemental for Chase Young, they'll probably get that pick back. in another supplemental pick just an amazing trade transform the defense Wilkes now looks competent as a defensive coordinator he really looked like he was on the hot seat um early on in the season just bad um just was not playing 49ers defense i feel like he's gotten back to just playing 49ers football under sala under D'Amico ryan's um wilks tried to change things up for some reason i don't understand why it seems like he's gotten back to roots just rust the passer. um let freddie let trey eat um cornerbacks one thing I will give Wilkes a little bit of credit for, he's a defensive back specialist, I guess. Um, Lenore looks awesome. Ward can look awesome, like against Metcalf, but he's also had some terrible games with penalties. Tons of penalties. But Ambry Thomas looks better than he's ever looked. So they had played, been playing Isaiah Oliver initially. Trash. Um, he's not playing anymore. Ambry Thomas playing on the outside. Lenore going in the slot. Defense looks great. Um... Funga being out the year obviously is a big loss but I didn't think he was playing that well this year uh, at least not up to all pro standards um we'll see what Jair Brown brings um last game I mean the the Seahawks had no chance so we didn't really get to see Brown tested too much we'll see a big test um coming up against the Eagles so I mean the defense is back to being dominant and that's what I like to see um just get to the quarterback defense plays great that's the key Let's talk about the Eagles game coming up on Sunday. A lot of bad blood between these teams. That NFC Championship game last year, I still can't get over it. Still dream about that hit Redick put on Purdy. I never would have imagined in a million years that that was causing his injury, needing surgery, being out, couldn't even throw the ball. Never would have thought from the way it was hit, all those things. But it happened. And then Josh Johnson got concussed. We had no quarterback. We got McCaffrey running wildcat. I got to beat the Eagles that way. And, yeah, the Niners came out after saying they they didn't feel like it was a fair fight. It wasn't. You had no quarterback, but that was the reality. And now we got the Eagles players coming out and saying the Niners were crying and all this stuff, and, like, we'll see what happens on Sunday. I think the Niners are going to win. I don't think the Eagles' defense is that good. I think this year – You can pass on them. I think Ayuk's going to be running free. I think Debo's going to have a great game. I think if Kyle continues to use Kittle, like he's been doing more this year, Kittle's going to have some space to run. I mean, their D-line obviously is amazing, and that's the biggest concern. I don't think I'm that concerned about linebackers in the secondary. I think if Purdy has time, I think the Niners are going to score a lot of points. But the right side of the offensive line, going back to an earlier point, right side of the offensive line is not good for the 49ers and the Eagles pass rush if I them, I'd line up Braddock and Carter on that side, every play make McKivitz and Burford protect and and if Purdy holds the ball too long if protection breaks down, if Kyle calls some of his seven strip drops that he calls there could be trouble I think the game plan has to be McCaffrey early and often open up the passing game with the run get the ball out quick to Debo, wide receiver screens slants to Iuk. And then once you loosen up the defense, then try to go deeper. Don't make Purdy hold the ball too long because I, and I'm pretty sure the 49ers also, are very much worried about another injury happening because um, that could just be that would just be devastating. Um, but I think Kyle is smart. I don't think he's going to be putting a backup tight end against Reddick this year. At least I hope not. And I think the Niners are going to come in. And win this game. The Eagles haven't looked that good, but they obviously keep winning. Kind of in miraculous fashion. It's a 60-yard field goal in the rain. Hurts just plays terrible for a long time and then has some incredible plays. I mean, he's... He just makes plays. Um, AJ Brown, scary. Just throw the ball up to him. He's going to catch it. So The Eagles are obviously super talented. They're going to want to Destroy the Niners just like the Niners want to destroy them. It's going to be in Philadelphia. It's going to be a hostile environment. There might be some weather at play. We'll have to see, but I mean, I can't wait for Sunday. And I think every NFL fan is going to be watching that game if they can. Um, so it's just going to be awesome. But it's just another step in the 49ers journey. Um, this year, they really need to win the Super Bowl. They've had a ton of NFC championship games, they've had the Super Bowl appearance they got to get it done. The team is just too talented. They've had some good injury luck this thus far overall. I know Funga's out, but overall, and they just got to win. So yeah, that's that's kind of, that's my 49ers take. I'll be back after the game, and uh, we'll kind of see how things went, and we'll have reflections on the game at that point. Now let's get into five topics on my mind in the sports world. Topic number one, NBA and its play-in tournament. I think the play-in tournament has been awesome i was skeptical when it was announced i thought it'd be stupid i didn't think there was enough incentives for the players obviously i was wrong the playing games are so much fun they're intense the players care about them a lot the teams obviously care about them everybody wants to make it to vegas everybody wants to get that five hundred thousand dollar bonus everybody wants to be the in-season tournament champion i think the courts they're crazy but they're kind of fun their uniforms are different and Honestly, regular season basketball had been kind of getting kind of boring and stale. The NBA was losing audience. And I think this in-season tournament has been a great way to rekindle interest, not only for the fans, but the players. Like, you don't have players sitting out as much for these in-season tournament games. They're taking it seriously. Um, I mean, the Warriors-Kings game, that was like a playoff game set. The Kings obviously always have an amazing home crowd. I'm a Kings fan. Last year's series of the Warriors was devastating, but... They're back this year. I think they look better than the Warriors. They lost the first two. They came back from a huge deficit this game. The Warriors just don't look that good outside of Curry. Draymond is unhinged. Clay is a shell of himself. Um, Wiggins, off and on. I don't understand Kerr. He took out Moody, who was on fire. Makes no sense. Um, Kaminga obviously doesn't really play. Um, They're playing Darius Arch as their second big. I mean, the Warriors aren't that good, but the Kings, man. Fox, MVP candidate, first-team All-NBA potential. He is unstoppable. Sabonis was getting hated on majorly last year, played with a broken hand, didn't miss barely any games. Uh, I mean, he's not, well, yeah, he's not the greatest center in the world, but he's a damn good player. He has some defensive limitations, but he is taking more jumpers this year. I think he's being more aggressive on offense. He's rebounding at a great rate. He's playing great. I mean, Malik Monk, sixth man of the year again, Um, potential, dominates games, just takes over when other people are struggling, the Kings didn't even have Keegan Murray. Um, that game was awesome. T- like TNT loved it. Uh, Chuck was after the game saying how much how he loved the intensity. It's just so much fun. I can't wait uh, for the games uh, coming up. We got the Kings playing the the Pelicans uh, on Monday in Sacramento. That's going to be a crazy environment. Kings fans are going to treat it like the playoffs. This is kind of like our playoffs. We made the playoffs for the first time last year in a, in a, what felt like a million years um the kings want to win the in-season tournament and they're going to do everything they can to do so um you got the 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 celtics for the pacers i mean the, the celtics are going to win that game um you got the knicks versus the bucks bucks are going to win that and the suns lakers that's an intriguing matchup i mean I, I might take the suns i don't know davis depends on how, how well davis plays but um and then you go to vegas everybody wants to go to vegas for the semis in the final the whole nba contingent is going to be there i mean it, i want to go there next year for it It seems like it'll be a great time um yeah but the nba has made some wrong moves i think in the past few years i think the in-season tournaments and is a is a mega hit and i think there's ways to make it better I, I know people are talking about the point differential being the tiebreaker not being like a fair thing um, i think they're going to find ways to tweak it um like Candice Parker suggested on TNT yesterday, maybe just do it by record, who has the better record in the in the division. Um, they'll figure out a way to do it, um, but it seems like clearly the incentives are enough. People want to win, and people are watching. And, and not only that, the games have been amazing. The in-season tournament games are always so close. People are fighting for every last bucket. Tons of fun so yeah in-season tournament for the nba a hit nba season this year is so much more fun than it has been in the prior regular seasons um viewership had been dropping but i think the in-season tournament is bringing it back up and i think they should honestly expand it next year not sure exactly how but i think they should it's a great time um yeah so that's topic one uh, my second topic of the day near and dear to my heart the ucla bruins <sighs> where do we start uh, the football team is in a st- sorry state. Uh, athletic director Martin Jarman, I don't know what he's doing, but the Bruins are keeping Chip Kelly. I don't know if it was um, pressure from the the highest end of the donors. I don't know who would want to waste their money on Chip Kelly. I know there's a buyout, but, like, come on. Um, Texas A&M is paying Jimbo Fisher, what, $70 million? Um, Chip Kelly is the definition of mediocre. He is an offensive coach who can't coach offense. Their offense is horrendous. Um, anybody who watched the Bruins knows he does not run the Oregon blur um that he used to be famous for he runs some ridiculously stupid predictable offense that just basically runs up the middle half the time um the five-star quarterback he recruited Dante Moore and then he started probably way too early um is one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever watched play football I mean it makes my eyes bleed watching Dante Moore play football he's young though I mean he could get better but I mean I don't know why he was starting Um, Garber's is not a good quarterback but he was 10 times a quarterback Dante Morrow as a freshman um Chip doesn't recruit he doesn't win he doesn't bring energy to the fan base I'm not really sure what he does or why he's still the coach of the UCLA Bruins um UCLA fans deserve better the Bruins faithful deserve better Chip Kelly is just not a good head coach and he hasn't been for, I don't know, a decade, or whatever, however long it's been since he's been at Oregon. He's been awful every stop. People kept bringing up the last few years. Yeah, He had a fifth-year starter in DTR um, who's playing in the NFL um, who became good over the course of five years, kind of just stuck with him. Chip is just not good as a coach. His offense is terrible. They have a good defensive coordinator finally, which is nice, but he doesn't recruit. He's losing people to the portal. Don't see it with Chip. Nobody's going to go to the Rose Bowl next year. I wouldn't waste your money. In terms of basketball, Mick Cronin I have some qualms with. He plays some of the dumbest lineups I've ever seen. but he's And he's also just way too intense at times with players. But, I mean, he is a Bruin. He seems to really have a passion for UCLA. He's bought into NIL. He's bought into Men of Westwood. He understands recruiting, I think. He went into Europe and got four of the top European recruits. Um, He's still getting American recruits. I mean, I think that's obviously key still. Uh, But I do think he's made some mistakes. I don't think he played Peyton Watson enough. I think Peyton could have brought some skills on the defensive end. He played Cody Riley way too much. Um, He didn't play Clark and Watson enough. Um, He's playing Will McClendon for some unforsaken reason. I I just do not understand why Will gets any playing time at all. Um, He can't shoot. He shoots like 10%. It's some of the worst basketball I've ever seen being played. Um, this year he's not playing Jan Vide. I just don't understand some of, uh, mixed coaching decisions, but you know, he's at least gained some trust from UCLA fans. I mean, the basketball team has been pretty good overall, but they should, I mean, we, they should be playing the different lineups. I don't, I don't get it. Adai Mara's Mara is clearly not ready to play, um, in a too big lineup with Adem Bona playing them together. makes no sense right now. Um, Jan Vide should be getting playing time over Will McClendon. Makes no sense. Ilan Fibley is clearly their best defender and should be starting as well. Their starting lineup should be Dylan Andrews, Sebastian Mack, Feble, probably Berkey, although he's still working up his rest, but Berkey and Bona with uh, Lazar off the bench. Um, Lazar is a glue guy. He's not that good, but he's, he's at least uh, solid and consistent. Um, but just no more Will McClendon. I can't take it. But hope, I'm hoping for a good year from the pros. All right, topic number three, the college football playoff picture. So we got Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Washington 3, FSU 4. Now, a lot can change, though, with the conference championship games. Oregon could get in if they beat UW, 5 versus 3. Um, FSU, I mean, yeah, they're 4 because they're undefeated, but they don't have their quarterback. Their backup's terrible. terrible. Um, I don't think they're really a top-four team, so... I mean, I guess they have to stay in if they beat Louisville, but Louisville might beat them. Um, but I don't think they're the fourth-best team in the country. Um, Ohio State's clearly better than them. Texas is better than them. Alabama's probably better than them without Jordan Travis. If Tra- Jordan Travis is still playing, FSU should be number four. But without him, I don't I don't get it. Um, but if they win, they're not going to go down. So the playoffs will probably be Georgia and Michigan. Winner of Oregon, Washington, and FSU. And we'll see. I mean, I don't think Alabama is beating Georgia. So if they do, that'll throw a huge wrench into everything. But they're not beating them. And Iowa's definitely not beating Michigan. Iowa's the worst offense ever. Um, so unless someone loses, I don't think we'll have major changes. But I think Louisville could beat Florida State. We'll see what happens. All right, topic number four. Let's reflect on the Formula One season we just had. In some ways, it was extremely boring because Max Verstappen is just way better than everybody else and Red Bull is just so much better than everybody else. Um, I know some people say it's all about the car in F1, but, I mean, Verstappen versus Perez, it can't just all be about the car. Verstappen is just a beast. Um, but it made the season really boring because you just knew he was going to win and Sky Sports, just at the end of the race, just go to him even if there's a close fight somewhere else we just watch Verstappen with nobody around him for 20 seconds um the only way the races are close is if there's like a, a red flag or yellow flag near the end of the race otherwise Verstappen's so far in the head in the lead it's not even funny um but there was some interesting battles I mean we had uh, Mercedes versus Ferrari coming down to the last race and Mercedes barely edging out um Ferrari mostly because Ferrari is just incompetent at times um strategically terrible reliability terrible I mean how many times should they have won and then just do nothing um i feel bad for leclerc but it is what it is so um and then we had aston martin starting off the year with alonzo and podiums of course lance nowhere to be found but i mean that's not anything new but alonzo was dominating and then they just fell off too so aston martin kind of fell way down in the race Uh, but my boy alex albon showed out this year in the williams shows that he's a real racer Um, he's going to be a presence in Formula One for years to come. Hopefully Williams can finally be consistent and actually good over the whole season, but they had some really good races this year. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I watched a lot of the races. I thought the Vegas race was a lot of fun. Um, I want to go next year. This year is just crazy expensive, but I think they're going to bring the prices down for next year. It'll be better organized, better run, but it was fun. Not the best year, Formula One, but, there were some intriguing battles here and there. I just hope Red Bull isn't as good next year because it's just going to be more of the same. And then finally, topic number five, Tiger's return. Any golf fan would tell you Tiger Woods is their idol. If they say someone else, they're lying. Tiger Woods is back, which means golf is going to be center stage again. He's playing in the Hero, Hero World Challenge. That's what they call it. Hero World Challenge tomorrow. Um we'll see how he does first tournament back yet another medical setback injury uh for tiger but he said he's going to try to play one event a month maybe he's going to play all the majors we'll see how he does but anytime tiger's playing eyes are on golf it's going to be a good time if he's in the hunt you know everybody in the world is going to be tuned in to golf uh we don't have to talk about live first pga nonsense we can just watch tiger woods play golf ball out um and get back to just watching the goat um so Yeah. I mean, that's, those are my five things I wanted to talk about today. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed episode one of the show. We're going to continue, uh, to grind, do twice weekly episodes. Like I said, video and podcast format, we're going to get better every episode. I'm going to try to start having guests on, um, reactions, everything. So we're just getting started here. Thank you so much for tuning in and have a great day.